Coast. Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquenceOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? One way to do that in our rapidly changing marketplace is to do things that your competitors aren't doing or that your competitors won't do. And as I was perusing the social media feed the other day, I came across a great post from our guest today. He's the CEO of United Arkansas Credit Union, and he was talking about the digital transformation that that credit union is about to go through with a new member experience center. And I love that. Do you want to go to a branch or do you want to go to a member experience center? The, the latter just sounds better than the former. And I was really intrigued. So I, I jumped online. I, I sent out the old LinkedIn request. And I was so happy that Michael got back to me and agreed to be on the show because I'm telling you folks, um, digital transformation is more than a topic online or a hashtag or a line item at the latest conference session. His credit union is living it as it prepares to break ground on that new beautiful member experience center. This is, I think, the third Gen X CEO we've had on the show in as many months. And it, it does it does harken to kind of a, a generational waypoint, I think, as people from my generation, Generation X, getting into these leadership positions. I think we have a unique perspective on all of this stuff because we didn't really grow up with it. We acquired the knowledge about all of this stuff while we were adults. And I really think that's helped. It's not a put down on any other generation. I just think sometimes being in the middle and understanding that baby boomer generation, and of course, in our case, raising generation next, it really does provide some creative fusion and some understanding about how best to market our brand. And that's what United Arkansas is doing. They're punching their ticket as a next generation brand. And we're looking forward to talking to Michael Armstrong, and we're going to do it all right after this. here in Texas. It might be pretty hot up there in Arkansas. His name is Michael Armstrong. He's the CEO of United Arkansas Credit Union. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, Jason. Thank you very much. Glad oh, to be we're here. We're excited to have you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> studio audience is obviously excited because I think you're the first guest we've ever had on the show from Arkansas, so that's pretty cool. Hey, tell us about your career with credit unions and how you got to the, the place where you're at right now. Well, uh, great question. I'm actually relatively new uh, to the credit union movement. Uh, joined uh, my first credit union as a CFO in uh, July 1st of 2015. Uh, so just completed, what would that be, my fourth year, starting my fifth year in the movement. 
Now, I'm an old hat uh, in banking, financial services, if you will. Uh, my first job was as a teller in college in 97. Mm. So I've, I've been around banking. I got out of it for a short while. I actually got into K-12 education. Uh, oh, wow. Enjoyed it. Uh, worked, worked up uh, to being a business manager for a small school district and a CFO for a larger district. And through a Rotary Club connection is where I met the CEO at Alcoa Community Credit Union in Benton, Arkansas, and uh, struck up a kind of a camaraderie with him. And uh, uh, he invited me over, and it was a wonderful opportunity to learn about the credit union movement. Well, that's great. You had a great post on LinkedIn, and you, you used a term that I, I think a lot of people um, often don't use when it comes to a board. I've, I've heard, honestly, more complaints about boards of directors in my many, many, many years in the credit union marketplace. Oh, our, our board's a little bit on the um, you know seasoned side, and they're not always open to new ideas. But you used the term, you said, our progressive board. So we're moving forward, our, pro our progressive board on the digital face-to-face -face model and this member experience center. I thought that was so interesting. Tell us about that. Well, I was, I, I'm very fortunate. Um, I know going to a lot over the last uh, four years, going to several conferences and roundtables and, and, and whatnot, um, speaking with several people, and, and I do feel very blessed and fortunate with the board that I've got here at United Arkansas. Um, they get it. Um, they, they, they may not, or excuse me, they, they know that the world's changing. They get that, but they, they, they may not understand how to get to the next level. And that's where I'm very, uh, very glad they selected me to be the CEO in April of last year, because I think I can lead that path. Uh, but I, I'm so glad that it's not a situation where I'm constantly having to uh, correct a course, correct, correct a point of view, correct a frame of, a frame of mind. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just very fortunate in that matter. They, they are progressive. They know the world's changing. And, of course, the Member Experience Center. This sounds exciting. What can you tell us about that? We, when, we, when it first came up, we knew we needed space. Uh, we were outgrowing our current location where we are now, and Ironically, the parking lot next door um, was ours free and clear from an old transaction years, decades ago. And so we had this land available with no cost. Uh, and so we thought, you know, our members know where we are. We've developed that uh, muscle memory, so to speak, with them driving. They know exactly how to get to us. So let's don't run that and completely uproot and then make a... Uh, a small problem that become a bigger one with not only right. having to rebrand but also redirect and relocate. So we, we stayed where we are and we've made that commitment. And we're, we're, our goal is to have every square foot inside of our new building have something to do with the member experience. There's not going to be any back office. We're going wow. to re, um, re-utilize our current facility to be more back office and let this be 100%, uh, as close to 100% as we can, member-facing. Yeah, that's what I thought was so interesting. And then, of course, you also talked about, we talked about in the pre-call, this, this new, I think, the perfect balance, that digital face-to-face -face where people can, you know, either talk to someone, you know, in person face-to-face -face or using some of the digital technologies that are available out there. And it sounds like that's going to be a big part of your strategy, too, isn't it? 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, here in Arkansas, the land of Walmart, um, very thankful that Walmart took the dive, what, almost 20 years ago now, at least 15 of the self-service checkout yep. kiosk. Um, we, you know, literally trained the consumers out there in the marketplace that this is, this, if Walmart's doing it, you can do it. And right. so, you know, we, we're going to have that type of self-service kiosk inside this building for those members that need to get in and get out. But we're also going to maintain that high touch and that high member service feel, which is what's so valuable in the credit union movement and differentiates us from the banks. Absolutely, absolutely. Now you heard me talk about this in the in the setup. But you are um, in the past few months, we've had a, a run of Gen X CEOs. And the only reason I know that is because when I talk to folks and we talk about our experiences and the kind of music we liked, you can kind of get a sense of when people were growing up. And you are a member of, of Generation X, a generation that candidly doesn't get a whole lot of attention when you think about it. But has being in that generation helped you um, kind of understand where we've been in the banking marketplace and where we're going? I think it does. I, you know, I, going back even to 97 as a teller, I remember um, getting off work at 6 uh, in the drive-thru because that's where they put all us college kids. We were in the drive-thru. Right. We, worked, we worked every Saturday, you know, 9 to 2. But also when we got off work, we needed a few extra hours. And to be honest, the college parties didn't start till 9, 10, 11 <laughs> o'clock. So we had a few hours. And so we would go upstairs and for two hours and making four or five bucks more an hour, you know, that's 10 more dollars in your pocket, Jason, we'd run proof machines. Wow. And, you know, after work. So it just, uh, you know, it, it, it was just having a sense and being grounded in that old school, old fashioned way of banking, if you will, uh, banking being a verb, right? We're not talking about right. the noun. We're talking about the verb, um, you know, old school, old fashioned banking, but, you know, I remember having a bag phone and that was like the coolest thing ever. And then I remember having the first razor phone and downloading ringtones because you wanted a different ringtone every time you turned around and, you know, just all of a sudden just, you know, the iPhones came out in 07. We had the IMAX. We, we all learned how uh, uh, computers work, knew, you know, had our first laptops, you know, our first job, maybe gave us our first Blackberry I mean, it just, we just kind of slowly evolved with the technology, and I think that's what makes Generation X unique right now, is we understood where we started, and we understand why we got to where we are today. We've seen the full picture. Yep. I've always thought we were sort of like contemporary, uh, what's the right word, not anthropologist, but we were kind of growing with the technology you know i remember i remember buying my first laptop computer and it was like nineteen hundred dollars i remember it was all the money i had but i thought it was just going to revolutionize the way i lived and you know for nineteen hundred dollars to get an inspiron latitude of you know compact inspiron uh laptop with which i think had 32 megabytes of virtual memory or something crazy like that um, i'll give the millennials a chance to go google what a bag phone is it is not actually a phone that is in a plastic 
plastic or paper bag. Just Google bag phone and you'll know exactly exactly what Michael is talking about. But that is that is so funny because I remember all of that stuff. And I actually remember having a friend in college who worked in proof. And I had no idea what that meant, but it was basically clearing checks, making sure that the, yep. the amount on the check was correct. And of those of us uh, that are those folks that are under 30 today can't imagine that now and having to do that now by hand but that's exactly how it was done you get a stack of checks and you would go through and proof them and make sure they were endorsed and of course now in a matter of seconds you can take a picture of your your check and magically that money appears in your account finally you know you guys got some big plans um it's a it's a big deal anytime you're you're building something new something tangible something structural this new exciting space that you've imagined for your audience of members and potential members as a president looking out ahead how do you feel about the you know again banking in the verb sense in the marketplace over the next few years there's a lot of uh, discussion all the time on when the next recession is just around the corner personally i don't see that but how do you feel about the future right now are you optimistic are you cautious what are your thoughts we we are optimistic and i think one of the reasons why we are optimistic is we are looking we are designing the credit union right now looking at what we need to be five to ten years from now um we we are wanting to make sure that we are analyzing products and services that Yes, it's wonderful to have those now. They're kind of like a wish now, but over the next few years, it'll become a want, and then ultimately by five to ten years, it'll be a need. Every member will need these services. So that's what we're looking at now. And one of the things that I've been benefited from that I know uh, is, is a luxury. It's something that a lot of other CEOs have lived through and didn't get to you know, benefit the way that I did was the, the, the credit union before I got here was very great at service, but the technology was lagging uh, far behind where they should have been. And when we were able to update all of our technology, and once again, the generosity of our board and believing in that and willing to use the uh, members' resources to get things upgraded over the last 15 months, um, we were able to skip a lot of trial and errors that maybe other credit unions have had to live through and unfortunately expense off their income statements uh, over the last five to 10 years. I was able to basically skip all of those learning lessons and go right to the tried and true things that are working. And so I think we were able to avoid a lot of oops and mistakes. So that was definitely a luxury that we were able to have here, or I was able to have here, that I know a lot of credit unions have, uh, uh, CEOs have worked through over the last five to 10 years. You know, what's the perfect mobile app? What's the services you want on the mobile app? Do you upgrade to facial recognition? Do you go mobile wallet yet? Do you wait? Do you tokenize all of your cards or a handful of your cards? I mean, just right. all those things over the last five to 10 years that have been trial and error for many credit union CEOs, I, was, I did have the luxury of being able to come in at the tail end of all that and implement the things that are tried and true. That is a great, great point. And, you know, you were working as, as a teller and then doing some proof work, waiting for the party hour to start. In 1997, I was working at a big regional bank, and I'll never forget, they came in one day and started laying, uh, putting in these things in the wall for the 56K modems for all the new laptops that people were going to get. And before they finished, 
installing all of those in the building, and which I'm sure had to cost something. It cost somebody something to hire all those electricians. Before they got to the last floor, at the bottom floor, they started putting in the cable modem. The, the time that it took to install the 56K KPS modem, it actually became obsolete. The same year, 1997, that they started installing them. So you're absolutely right. That does give you a unique perspective to kind of skip over some of the things that maybe didn't didn't work as well. And you can kind of see where the future of banking is going. Before we get out of here, I would like to ask just some fun questions um, for you sure. as a Gen Xer. Um, everyone knows that you can get great, great auto loan rates at United Arkansas. What was your first car? My first car that was truly mine, of course, we all kind of learned to drive on our parents' car or a family member's car, but my first car that was truly mine was a, I was very fortunate, um, I had I, I, gotten an academic scholarship, so my mom and dad said, well, you're paying for your school, we can put that money mm. towards a car, so I, was, I had a 1994 Pontiac Grand Am GT, laser oh, wow. red, <laughs> I, I, I drove... I mean, it was it was uh, I was infamous in that car driving around Jonesboro, Arkansas. It uh, you saw that car, you knew it was me. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and I'm sure I turned a lot of police officers' heads as I sped by. I'm too. sure you did. I'm sure you did. And of course, I also love to ask: uh, Are you an uh, an Apple iPhone guy or an Android guy? I'm I'm Android. Um, Android. If, if okay. Windows if Windows wouldn't Windows phones wouldn't have stopped, I probably would have migrated to Windows just because <laughs> I love I love the things that Microsoft's doing nowadays. In fact, we we've gone 100% Microsoft in our office because of just the step up uh, the productivity tools that Microsoft is you know allowing through Office 365. That's awesome stuff. Hey, folks, his name is Michael Armstrong uh, of the uh, hot red muscle car in bag phone fame from back in the day, and he is the CEO of United Arkansas, and they are going through a digital transformation to keep their audience wanting more because, of course, that is the power of performance. Hey, Michael, thank you. Thank you so much, and I hope you'll come back and give us an update when that beautiful new member experience center is completed. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. Thank you for inviting me, and I look forward to talking with your audience again sometime. Awesome. Great job. Michael Armstrong, everybody. Oh, yeah. And again, thank you so much for listening to The Power Performance, the show that asked the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? United Arkansas is definitely going to be doing that. And my name is Jason Dyes. And until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. why webinars send us hate mail, the power of performance. Slight speed of